Opinionated Marketers, a podcast from Cambridge Marketing College. Hello and welcome. This week we are talking about where we get the sources of our information from. Um, it's actually a listener's question. So we're always very pleased to, to cover listener's questions. So Charles, I believe you have a very long list of sources that you're going to give me. Well, I'm not quite sure I'm going to give you all of it, but I certainly do have quite a long list because it was an interesting question and I therefore decided to record on a daily, weekly and uh, monthly basis what I actually uh, read or listen to or, yes, occasionally watch, but probably not. Um, I'm not 100% sure how, how uh, uh, edifying all this lot will be, but I have to say the first thing is that don't rely on one particular source, always rely on multiple sources um, and use sources as sources of sources um, on the basis that um, you can't possibly read everything that's out there. So find a good curator um, and make sure that they are reasonably unbiased or their bias is well known. So on a daily basis, I read the Financial Times um, every day. Um, I have an economist briefing, which comes in at 7.30 every morning, uh, which gives me the headlines of what's going on around the world. Um, I look at Reuters um, and I look at the BBC's World Service. My curated feed comes from um, an organisation called Marginal Revolution, which runs something called the Marginal University. He's uh, Tyler Cohen. I've mentioned him before. Um, a huge amount of information that they churn through on a daily basis. Um, and that is sort of interesting stuff, certainly sufficient to spark a day's worth of interest um, in articles and subject matter that, that might be of interest. It also tends to present new trends that might be coming through. If they are covered by two or more of any of those feeds, then I probably would um, think about looking further um, if it was something of interest. Um, on a weekly basis, um, then obviously I l get my economist, which I read from cover to cover on a uh, almost religious basis. Um, I get an email from the Pew uh, Research Center in America, which is uh, a phenomenal organization which uh, surveys thousands of people on a daily, uh, daily basis. Um, I get my dose of goods uh, news from Future Crunch, uh, which is a really good little um, outfit which sends you lots and lots of good news stories around the world. Um, and the good agency, um, I would mention, because they tend to look at new marketing uh, um, campaigns done by not-for-profits um, and indeed for profits that happen to have been you know, good or for good causes. Um, weekly, I also get uh, my Scoop It uh, updates. Uh, I curate um, uh, an emerging themes uh, on Scoop It, and I get all my feeds from the other uh, curators. Um, uh, two other interesting ones are Dzine. I think Dzine is really good. It's an architecture um, news feed um, and gives you some really good creative ideas. Um, and uh, the Tony Blair Institute for Global Change has come on the horizon over the last few months and that is doing some really good stuff. I'll go on to my monthly and my other bits and pieces after you've asked any questions. Can you spell the Tazine one, the architecture one? Uh, D-E-Z-E-E-N. Oh, I'm glad I asked because I didn't pick that up. So that's, that's useful. Dizine. Um yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm going to add in a couple of podcasts because I think some podcasts are useful as well. I absolutely adore When It Hits the Fan, which is a BBC podcast 
Um, it has um, two speakers on, David Yelland, who was an ex-editor of The Sun newspaper, and somebody I can't remember who was an ex-private secretary to the late Queen. Um, they cover some amazing PR stories. Worth sticking with it. The first one or two episodes were, to be honest, a bit rambling and not quite on track. The latest ones have been fantastic and they pick up some really interesting PR stories around the world. Um, you know, what's gone wrong with the, um, the uh, Colonel Tom, Sir Tom Moore Institute and that sort of thing. They've, been, they've done some really interesting stuff. Um, the other one I like, and it's good for um, uh, horizon scanning, is um, Newscast, which is also a BBC po um, podcast, which um, is the BBC journalists talking about the news of the day. It can be a bit geeky if you're into your political geeky geekiness, and I am. It, it can be fun. If you're not, you might want to just wait for the weekend one, which is a bit more of a, um overview and is hosted by Laura Kunzberg. Um, but they're very useful as an overview of things and they do cover international stuff. And I'm with you, Charles, that often the BBC worldwide stuff is um, better for gathering information than the BBC local one, which um, obviously in the UK tends to be focused very much on UK news. I, I would agree, um, obviously. Um, but the element that I would also add is that... Um, Podcasts and indeed quite a lot of news briefings on a daily basis are just chasing the headline. They're still chasing what someone else put out possibly as clickbait um, and it just went to, well, it either went viral or it went to something that um, a, a journalist happened to think was interesting and quite frankly will be forgotten in 24 or 48 hours. So I would always look at stuff which is on a weekly basis. Um, I would add to your, your podcast a, a couple of interesting ones. Um, uh, um, media is a Radio 4 podcast about media, so it's very good for marketers. Um, it does tend to look at um, what's happening in the marketing media um, and trends there. That's weekly. Um, on the news side, weekly, I would probably also add um, the real story and the explanation. They're both from BBC World Service. They do take a world view and they do give a bit more in-depth analysis of what has been... I hate the word trending, but basically something that is worthwhile considering um, um, more than 24 hours. Um, so um, that's the real story and, and the explanation. Um, the other one, which I like uh, very much, but it's a quite quirky, is Science in Action. It's a very interesting one about the science aspect, and from that one gets some of the climate and technological issues that might be faced by businesses. Yes, I was trying to think of, um, I mean, the obvious, there's the marketing news that we should probably be talking about because we, we're very much sort of horizon scanning generally, which I think is really important. And it was one of the messages I wanted to bring over was that, you know, people that work in marketing should look beyond marketing in order to understand what's actually happening and what's coming in. So one of my favourite reads, and I read it for lightheartedness, but I also um, it gives me a different perspective, is called is The Reg, um, subtitled the ha Biting the Hand That Feeds IT. It's actually aimed at IT professionals. I'm, I came across it because my husband reads it, but it's usually got quite an interesting element of marketing. They have a great thing on rebrands, which they call whale, whale song and jostics. And it's a really good way of looking at marketing from an outside perspective and things that we can get very caught up with, caught up in, and a different professional um, view can look at it in a totally different way. And I find things like that, the quirky, can be very, very useful for getting ideas and new perspectives.
Yes, um, the, anything I think, as you say, that comes from left field is, is quite interesting. The question, of course, you've always got to consider is how much time you've got to, to devote to these things, given the fact that one's always got a day-to-day job to do. Um, and um, quirky is good uh, as long as it doesn't distract from the, the real business. So if you're looking for over the horizon um, and trend spotting, then I think probably I would look at uh, the more monthly um, feeds that I get um, uh, there is uh, something called Thinkers 50, which is really good because it's looking at the new academics that are coming onto the marketplace um, uh, with lots of new ideas. Um, and they are trying to replace a lot of the old business models. Um, so that's Thinkers 50. Obviously, McKinsey's, Bain, um, Boston Consulting Group, you should be subscribing to their feeds on the basis that um, they are taking a, a very serious look at business um, how business should be more successful, um, uh, the pitfalls that are out there, and which of the trends perhaps that they think that you should follow. Um, I would add Gartner, but Gartner doesn't seem to do a particularly good output uh, on a free basis. Um, uh, your alumni um, from your university is always very useful to, to, to get if they happen to produce anything that's uh, in the particular area that you're interested um, and there are some other areas of uh, specialist organizations, whether it happens to be uh, the international think tanks, uh, Chatham House, etc. If your organization subscribes to them, I would get access to the feeds that come from those. Um, but I think that um, there are a lot of sources these days. Um, the problem is usually filtering them. Um, and I think that's an important aspect that you know, you've got to stick to the ones which either you know, are going to give you an unbiased approach or at least the bias you know um, and therefore can discount if needs to be. I'm going to do one slight plug for um, a college related um, one, um, which is free, and that's our Sustainability Insights, which is produced every month by um, college fellow Nigel Clark, um, who's an expert in the sustainability field. And I do find take, picking up your point about curated information, having somebody that you can trust who is going to look through feeds, find you things that are useful and something like sustainability. It's moving so quickly. There's so many new stories each time. I find that an incredibly helpful way of, find, of digesting information quite quickly and following links that I find interesting. Yes, at the moment I would probably say I get about 20 different feeds um, um, on a well monthly basis if I take them um, on a month, um, but some of them are obviously coming in on a daily basis and some of them on a weekly basis. Um, the other aspect, I think, is that if you find a good source of information, usually digging into that source can provide uh, quite a lot of uh, extra um, um, value. So if you subscribe to the FT or to The Economist or to a newspaper, you'll often find that they produce podcasts, they produce briefing papers. Um, and certainly I would recommend The Economist to everybody on the basis that if you do subscribe, you get access to its uh, subscription-only webinars uh, where you can actually have conversations with journalists. You also get invited to uh, subscribe to their podcasts. Um, which are now no longer free. Uh, there are a couple that are free, but the rest of them are subscription only. Um, you get your daily podcast, uh, your daily feeds, as well as obviously the journal itself. Um, and last week it produced its 2024 um, World Ahead, um, which um, was a supplement, um, which used to be a standalone um, 
publication. It's now included within the subscription. Um, and that is, you know, to be honest, the only piece of detailed thinking about what the next year is going to provide um, that doesn't cost an absolute fortune. So I think it's very, very useful to find a source of information and subscribe to it. Brilliant. I hope um, the listener feels duly answered their question. Um, I think the one thing that both Charles and I would say is, yes, you are limited. Charles is semi-retired and has a little bit more time than the rest of us. You do have to enjoy what you're listening to or reading or following. It is actually quite important. Um, and you, you know, we all are balancing everything else we do. I know lots of people listen to podcasts when they're doing other things. I know I do. I, I cook with podcasts on all the time. It's really helpful to sort of find other ways of absorbing information, not just when you're sat at your desk. But Charles, thank you. That was a really comprehensive look at the sort of things that both you and I um, read and consume on a regular basis. Pleasure. Anytime. And if anybody needs any further in indication as to where those sources are, then send an email to Kieran and we'll put the list together. Like and subscribe to this feed for more podcast content from Cambridge Marketing College.